Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. We hope you enjoy this episode and we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where we aim to give you critical and easily applicable leadership concepts to help you along your journey. Before we dive in, we would love for you guys to download those show notes and follow along. I'm your co-host, Scott, and I'm here with the one who makes this all possible, Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. How are we doing today, Mo? Hey, what's up, Scotty? I actually just put on a brand new pot of coffee, as you saw, so let's do it. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so this past week, so you know full well, was a very long one for me at my current workplace as we hosted a national competition. Uh, But it also served as a great example of what we are kind of digging into and talking about today. So my coworker and I have been preparing for this uh, last week, really since last fall and maybe even (laughs) before that. Uh, It's really taken months of preparation, I mean, more meetings than I'm comfortable with, detailed planning, (laughs) and just the utmost extensive coordination to really successfully pull off last week. Uh, but we did it. Um, so, hmm. but, but as I kind of debrief like I do after things and, and evaluate how things went, I really believe one of the reasons that we were successful is because we held each other accountable throughout the duration of this process. So my coworker and I, uh, starting in the fall, would meet about once a week. And as we finished each meeting, we would always end by making a to-do list. So we had a shared document so we could always look at it. Um, and then prior to our, our next meeting, we would constantly be checking in with each other and reminding each other to complete out those items and or complete those tasks. Right. Uh, by, by doing this, it not only helped us remember what we were actually supposed to do, but ensured <laughs> that we stayed on task and kept our organization on track uh, to complete those goals when they needed to be completed. And ultimately, <clears throat> excuse me, it all culminated last week. So right. the staff showed up on time. They were <laughs> positioned where they needed to be. Uh, we had the correct supplies ordered, um, mm. and they all kept in constant contact, uh, utilizing radios for, for communication that we had obtained. So holding those that I work with accountable and having them hold me accountable led to a successful week. And ultimately, that is that is really one of those those big things that that led to us getting the the reviews that we we have. So I know that accountability can really be a critical skill for aspiring leaders. And I know that you have some great insight for us today into how we can grow in this area. Sure. And uh, yeah, thanks for that lead off. Uh, Great story as always. And when you talked about a to-do list, a book uh, popped in my head. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, It's on the top 50. It's by a guy named uh, David Allen and it's called Getting Things Done. And he uses a to-do list and he says that all of us should have a to-do list, but he actually calls them next actions. And so whether you call it to-do or you call it next actions, what Scott's saying is you need to have something in line. You need to have some kind of checklist system uh, and that's going to keep you accountable. And that's what we're talking about this week. We're talking about being accountable to uh, our, our organizations, institutions, those who are in there, just like Scott had said, he and his coworker, they checked in a ton, which is great. That's more than a lot of people do, really. And so you got to remember that each step of the process for each team member, you know, Scott, you were engaged and, and you knew the responsibilities that you had to get done. And that's not easy to do. In fact, usually egos will get in the way, right? <laughs> um, you know, everybody talks about the uh, the, the good idea fairy. Uh, something always goes wrong, right? But for you and your team, 
that didn't happen. So kudos to you. And, and probably because, you know, you were working from the very beginning and had accountability in mind. So for leadership accountability, it's crucial for the success and the growth of whether it's a program or an event like Scott was talking about, or for just a business in general. And so it doesn't matter if you have a big team, if you have a small team, somewhere in between, you know, you and your people have to believe and know that the buck stops with you. And so today we're going to talk about why accountability in leadership is so important. So here's three reasons why it is important um, to know that there are common challenges that leaders face in maintaining accountability. And Scott, the first one is this organizational alignment. I mean, when we're talking about accountability and leadership, you have to think whether you are uh, lower management, middle management, upper management, or if you are the, the big cheese head on show, organizational alignment is huge. If I were to ask our listeners out there, you know, what, what's your company's mission statement? Could you tell me? <laughs> because the mission statement has to be aligned with the vision of the company because that's the kind of, you know, pie in the sky piece of the puzzle. So here we go. Pop quiz. Scott, what is Rising Tide's mission statement? That is one difficult question, but also easy at the same time. <laughs> right. So I would say simplifying the complexities of your leadership journey. Man, that, that must be written down somewhere, Scott. I mean, it's, it's got to be. It's, it's got to be somewhere. <laughs> In fact, it's written down everywhere. And right, every time we have team meetings, we start out by talking about that. And we actually talk about what's the vision, what's the mission statement. And if, you know, if, if you can't get that right at your company, well, then you need to spend a little bit more time and figure out what is the mission statement of my company that, that I work for, because it's going to keep you and everybody else accountable for what happens in your company, no matter what level you're at. See, that that's the key. It doesn't matter where you're at. And so in the same vein, within your company out there, wherever you are, you can know that leadership accountability, right? Not just accountability, but leadership accountability ensures that everyone in the organization is aligned with their specific teams, inspiring a culture of responsibility and commitment within your little sector, wherever that is in your company. And this alignment promotes collaboration, coordination, um, efficient decision-making, improving overall performance and success, things like that. So, you know, what, what do we need to look at next, right? Organizational alignment, that's the first one, right, Scott? So mm -hmm. the second one is this, trust and credibility. You know, one of the, the books that I take organizations through all the time is uh, Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And I'm not necessarily one who enjoys parables and books, but, you know, I, I've come to enjoy his writings because, you know, they, they just work. And so once you listen to the story, it helps you to understand the point that he's trying to make. And of course, you know, Patrick talks about in this particular book, trust and accountability within a team. And if you haven't read that book, Five Dysfunctions, I would suggest that you pick it up. And if you really want to see some change and have some good discussions, Read it with one or two of your colleagues because reading it with your entire team would definitely be a huge bonus. Because I know you read books with several people within your organization and other people that are kind of coming to you and asking, what should I read? What have you found that is the good parts about reading with somebody else? I think some of the best parts about reading with someone else is... One, I think what we're talking about today is accountability. Absolutely. Because um, it forces you to reread and be ready for a discussion, but then you're also there to help them. Um, but I right. also think one of the really big things is that everybody reads something differently. Yes. And I can read something one way or a passage, you know, from five dysfunctions of a team, and you could read it and have a completely different, you know, uh, interpretation of it just because of what's going on in your life. And so I think when you read with someone else, it enables you to 
see things through various perspectives, which I think is one of the top things. Sure, and and that's great. And, and you're right. I mean, really, when you're reading with somebody, that it does breed accountability, right? Because if I'm like, hey, Scott, we're going to talk about this book on Monday, you you know and I know we both better have it done because that's the accountability. And then when we show up and we have it done, that brings the trust and credibility. And that's what we're talking about. And so, you know, for our listeners out there, where are you at with trust and credibility with your peers, your superiors? Because when leaders take ownership of their actions, wherever, whatever, you know, level of their company they're at, if, when you admit mistakes, when you learn from them, when you demonstrate uh, integri- integri- uh, integrity, you know, you're going to start to be a reliable person. And so trust is the foundation that, you know, gives you the framework for effective teamwork and collaboration. And it fosters a supportive environment where individuals are, are more, more likely to take risks, to be innovative and to, you know, contribute uh, their best efforts. And so I would say that's the second thing, right? Trust and credibility. And the third is this, performance improvement. You know, leaders who embrace accountability drive performance and the improvement of that performance within their teams and the organization as a whole. And so by holding themselves and their team members accountable for meeting targets and delivering results, leaders create a culture of high performance. And regularly monitoring this progress, providing constructive feedback, you know, recognizing achievements of of team members, all that stuff motivates your employees and your team members and increases productivity and you're going to end up achieving your strategic objectives. Yeah, 100%. So quickly for our listeners, we've already talked about two books and inevitably we're going to talk about more today. (laughs) So just remember, you can go to our website and you can get on our newsletter um, that will give you that link to the uh, Mo's um, top 50. And so we just want to make sure that you guys have that available for you. So, uh, but really from those first few points, it, it obviously seems that accountability can have a strong positive effect on our organization. Um, but I'd also be willing to bet that many of our listeners have had more experience with leaders who didn't demonstrate a high level of accountability. <laughs> so yeah. why, why do you think that is? Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. And, and it is unfortunate. But you know, despite the importance of leadership accountability, right, a lot of leaders just struggle to maintain it due to several reasons. And I just want to want to talk about just a couple of them. And the first one is this. You know, there's sometimes a fear of failure or uh, I'm sorry, a fear of failure and blame. So some leaders, you know, fear the consequences of admitting mistakes. And if you can't admit your your mistakes, you got to start there because that helps you to take responsibility for your failures. And so leaders sometimes that that deal with this, you know, they'll worry about damaging their reputation or, or jeopardizing their position of power. And this fear can lead to a lack of transparency with your people. You can start blame shifting. Um, and then there's, there's, it leads to a reluctance to accept accountability. Mm. But avoiding accountability also undermines trust and it hinders the growth of improvement. I mean, there's that word again. Trust is so key and you don't want to hinder that. And so if you want to throw uh, everybody on your team off, <laughs> be the first one to, to step up and take responsibility for your failures. I'm telling you, people won't know what to do with it, right? And so, you know, there's that fear of failure and blame, but there's also, Scott, a lack of clarity and communication. And in some cases, leaders sometimes struggle to maintain accountability because expectations and goals aren't clear. They're not communicated, they're not understood, and that just makes everybody frustrated. So 
when roles and responsibilities are ambiguous, it becomes challenging to determine, you know, who should be accountable for what specific outcomes. In effective communication, goal setting, right? <laughs> we talk about that a lot. Um, these processes are essential to ensure that everybody understands their individual responsibility and their collective responsibilities. And so remember for our listeners out there, the, the higher level of uncertainty that exists in a situation, the higher level of clarity there needs to be. Yeah, that makes sense. So I have to ask, uh, what, what do you do in a middle management situation? So one of those situations where you, you aren't the top leader who makes some of those clarity decisions, but you're trying to lead effectively and provide communication to your people. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, th- I think that's really the million dollar question, right? So meaning if you can learn how to lead like this, then you're definitely gonna end up making a million bucks <laughs> because not necessarily today, but I'll tell you, you know, sooner than later. But, but to answer your question specifically, Scott, I would say, you know, I think of a great book, shockingly, right? That that goes into pretty that, that goes into this, you know, pretty extensively. And it's a book called Leading Up. And it's by a guy named Michael Usama Scott. I've we've talked about it. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you you you've read it now at this point. And and in, in the show notes, you know, you can go and click on that. It'll take you directly to Amazon to, to grab the book and, and shameless plug. It's also gonna, you know, help Amazon know that we're sending people their way. But but either way, you do want to get that book. And so, you know, Scott, th- there's you know, uh, a lot of things in that book that, that are worthy of, of talking about, but why not in, in just a couple of sentences, but before I get to the next session, uh, section, you know, uh, which actually ties right into this one, tell me the biggest takeaway that you've had from Michael Usame's book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there's a lot in that book and there's a lot of really great things. So it's definitely difficult to just take one, (laughs) Uh, but I think one of my biggest takeaways from the book was the idea that he covered of stepping into the breach. Mm -hmm. And so he advises leaders to stay alert for any sort of wavering leadership and to step into the breach without being asked to, or even fully understanding the entire situation of what's going on. So I may not have actually told you this yet because we haven't uh, had a talk uh, sure. lately with my busy week, but <laughs> I actually had a great opportunity to put this into practice last week. Okay. I, I was able to step into a situation that was in dire need of some help. Yeah. I didn't really know exactly what had happened, but I got there and I knew <laughs> that someone just needed to step into that breach and lead. And so I did. So it was a really kind of unique opportunity to put what I've read directly into action. So. I would wow. absolutely recommend this book to anyone. Uh, so without saying <laughs> yeah. that, it's just a very small portion of just the awesomeness that you can get from this book. Um, right. But especially for those that are in more of a middle management position, so like myself, and want to to influence and, and potentially lead those superiors. So, hmm. uh, But getting off that tangent, I'm kind of shifting back here. So I know you have uh, an additional reason that ties in. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't we get into that? Sure. And I mean, again, kudos for uh, really just putting leadership into practice. And, and again, for, for those who are listening, you know, that's why we read books. And I tell Scott this all the time because my mentors have told me, my coaches have told me that you're only as good as what you've read in the last two weeks. <laughs> if you haven't read anything new in the last two weeks, then what, 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 what new do you have to tell anybody? What, 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 what can you do to help them? You can't. And so you, you got to be reading out there. So that, that aside, the third thing is this, that, that kind of trip leaders up. Number three is inadequate systems and processes. So leaders need robust systems and processes to track progress, evaluate performance, and hold themselves and others 
accountable. And there's that word today, right? Without the proper <laughs> tools and the mechanisms in place, it, it becomes very difficult to monitor results, um, identify areas for improvement, which we all need to improve, and ensure that commitments are met. So leaders may struggle with accountability if they lack the necessary infrastructure, gosh, I love that word, and support to manage and, and measure performance effectively. So, you know, I, I, I learned early on from Kevin, one of my, one of my mentors and coaches, um, how important systems are within our work. So for our listeners out there, if you're in a company that has deliverables, then you need to know what system and processes are there that help you to make or distribute your product to your client effectively, right? So, or if you're somebody who's in a, a program-driven sector, these systems and processes keep you on track to ensure that everybody has the same goals and vision in mind. So you're driving the car and steering in the right direction. So without, without all this, Scott, chaos ensues. <laughs> so I think that's actually a really kind of one of the key points. And I know we talk a lot of, about a lot of things, but for today, it is definitely one of the big key points. So evaluation and reevaluation, I feel, are two incredibly important areas that are often just overlooked. Mm-hmm. So I had a kind of a cool opportunity that, that ties into this. Um, I had the opportunity to go to the Smithsonian Aerospace Museum recently. <laughs> and so cool. one of the things that I found fascinating, because I am one of those people that will read everything in a museum. So <laughs> yeah. if you don't like that, don't go to a museum with me. But um, but they had a Wright Brothers exhibit. Um, and one of the interesting things is that the Wright Brothers constantly evaluated and re-evaluated their different aircrafts until right. they created one that could fly. So hmm. similarly... Mo, I feel like you're you're constantly asking me how things are going and how things have gone. Right. We debrief most meetings or <laughs> events, and although I may not realize it at the time, you're helping keep me accountable. Hmm. So I have to be, you know, more conscious about that. I think really moving <laughs> yeah. forward. So for sure. Uh, overall, I feel like I, I understand accountability differently. So I think there's kind of this narrow view of accountability that people often think of when they hear that word. Right. But um, and really, with your help, it's something that I think I need to to work on a lot. So, sure. Uh, but as we kind of conclude here, do you have any, do you have any final thoughts for our, for our listeners today? Yeah, I, I you know, um, you're right. I, I think the more that we kind of talk about accountability, we start to, to view it a little, uh, view it a little bit differently. And, and, you know, for our listeners out there, if, if you, if you want to address the challenges that come along to your company, always remember that leaders should focus on fostering a culture of accountability. And the way you do this is by setting clear expectations, providing on uh, that ongoing feedback, and then you also want to promote that open communication and be able to invest in the systems that we talked that, that we kind of mentioned today. And 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 you know maybe maybe uh, sometime down the road we'll talk a little bit more about what those systems look like because mm-hmm. when you have a systems thinking, it really helps with that accountability. But you know to to put a, a, a ribbon on it, to put a bow on it, you just need to know that. You know, embracing accountability, right, for leaders can help help you out there to create a positive and a high-performing work environment. And ultimately, Scott, that's going to drive you, it's going to drive our listeners, it's going to drive me to success. Hmm. Hmm. 100%. So, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. So if you guys enjoyed listening today, we'd encourage you guys to rate, review, and subscribe. And do not forget to share and do not forget to check out that book list 100%, especially after today. (laughs) So thank you guys all for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. 
make sure you visit us at rtclc.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out.